Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number four of Off the Trail. This is Brett, joined by my wife. Sydney. And we are here on a lovely Sunday evening, uh, a day late, but not a dollar short, uh, because we did not get around to recording the podcast on a Saturday night like we typically do. Uh, for, for various reasons, uh, primarily it was because I fell asleep well before uh, our recording time. We usually start at like... <laughs> nine o'clock and I think I was I was in bed at 8 30 last night yeah I think so yeah well I've, I've been trying this new sleep schedule thing where I go to bed at 10 mm-hmm. and I wake up at 4 30 yes I've noticed so I get like <laughs> I get six hours of sleep ish like give or take the time it takes me to fall asleep and then like properly wake up yeah and that's how much sleep I was getting anyways but it was like I was staying up late wasting time maybe playing a few video games in between doing some work wait are playing video games a waste of time sometimes they are like when when it's like oof I I have something to do right now but hey tanks online uh, I can uh, I can do some bonding activity with one of my employees and play video games uh. together <laughs> and yeah it kind of like since I wasn't streaming it it technically was a waste of time at that point because oh. I had more productive things to do that I didn't really get around to. Gotcha. So I've been attempting the whole go to bed early, yeah. wake up early because then there's nothing to distract me at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little jealous. It's been going swimmingly <laughs> so far, actually. Yeah. Well, okay. To be fair, you do wake the baby up a bit. So... Well, that's why I got a fancy new watch that vibrates my wrist and not... Uh, not, not sings and wakes everybody right, up. Right, yeah. I've tried to silence the alarms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you've done that. But um, yeah, still, we're, we're waking up a little bit earlier. But if it means that you're getting more productivity out of your day, then... I don't think I you think woke up good. too early this morning because of me. No, today we definitely I, didn't. I don't think yesterday. I, I think it was like the, the early pains of the first couple days. Okay. Was so a hopefully rough. it's over. Hopefully, yeah. Well, especially since I got a new watch that actually allows me to set multiple alarms yeah. that vibrate, whereas the other one sets one. And then like once that's off, it's like, if I don't wake up, I don't wake up. Yeah. And like sometimes I don't know how it happens, but I accidentally turn off the alarm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I'm screwed for the rest of the time unless I set a, like an actual audible alarm on my phone. That makes sense. I don't want to drag out talking about your sleep too long, but yeah. I actually want to know. Yeah. Are you fine on six hours of sleep? Because I, my, I, you're like to me a ten hour a night person. That's like what you operate best at. No, so, I'm so confused. like for for the past, I would say six to eight months, I've been I've been actually operating on an average of six hours. Okay. And I feel mostly fine. But the whole reason I even brought this up in the first place is because like some nights, like last night, because I was waiting for you to get off of a phone call with somebody, like when I have nothing to do, my body's just like, now's a good time. (laughs) And so I I passed out last night. I got a decent amount of sleep, um, more than six hours, which uh, obviously the recommended amounts between seven and eight. And I don't want to put my body into a sleep deficit, but at the same time, I know that I'm only going to get six hours regardless. So I might as well do it in the most productive fashion. So okay. I've been fine. I've been waking up perfectly well every single day, even like waking up before the alarm. Yeah. So that's been nice. Okay. No, I mean, I'm happy that you found something that's working for you. So that's cool. Well, we're, we're in day five. Yeah. At this point. So like, I, I can't say it's a success until like I hit the two to two week to a month mark. Yeah. And I'm also curious to see what it's going to look like in winter when it's, I mean, like right now it's daylight at, at like, like five o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up, there's no s- sign of dawn. And then 15 minutes later, it's, it's like, like Come here. who turned on the lights outside? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I hit it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. But I, I do these sleep experiments quite often. Mm-hmm. Like there was that one time I was like, uh... I was going to bed at 2 a.m. and waking up at 6 a.m. and mm-hmm. getting four hours of sleep, but then trying to take a nap in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. trying to implement a polyphasic sleep schedule, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't keep to it regularly enough to actually yeah. make well, it effective. Well, when you have kids and they actually need their their scheduled sleep time, yeah, can make it a bit difficult on you. And our kids are homeschooled, which means that they're home a lot more than kids who maybe go to public school, and that also interferes with how much sleep you can get in the middle of the day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, anyways, so that's enough about my sleep, <laughs> sleep uh, 
escapades. So last week we talked about the dreams that I kind of have about being a content creator, especially here in South Africa, what I'm kind of building our team for the vision that I have going forward and everything that I really am trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. on my side. Obviously we're doing it together because we're husband and wife and we like have to do things together and get to do things together. Yeah. So that's like how we schedule our lives, uh, operate our lives rather not schedule it. Uh, but like you mentioned towards the end of the podcast last week that you wanted to go into depth on your dreams and your visions. Oh, that makes it sound very like (laughs) narcissistic. No, because I left, no, I'm the narcissistic (laughs) one because you let me know at like 50 minutes into the podcast and it's just like, oh, we have 10 minutes left. That's not enough to actually talk about you. So I'm the narcissistic one for like (laughs) taking up 86% of the entire podcast last week. No, I don't view it that way, but like, but this is how I view it. Like, I think it's the same thing as that I kind of alluded to last week that we um, we actually don't have tons of time to talk these days. Like, sure. I'm not like we never talk um, or that we don't enjoy talking to each other. Usually it's business. Yeah. Like it's always like, how do we schedule this? What do we do here? Who's taking the kids to this? What's going on on this event? Because like we just, we have very full lives, very productive days. (sighs) And so that requires a lot of negotiating and scheduling and working out things together. So we talk a lot as far as like making sure our lives function, Yeah. but like the, Hey, there's no kids around. Do you you want to just talk to me about you? Yeah. Or what ends up happening is like on Friday morning, I think, um, we had this chat in the morning about like theology, I think. And then I was just like, oh, like we've been talking for 45 minutes and I didn't get done the stuff I was supposed to get done and now I have to go. Right. (laughs) So it was a little bit challenging, but like... um, I appreciated last week hearing from you and getting to understand better what you feel like are the goals that you have um, in life. A lot of like business goals, but they were broader than that as well. Yeah. Um, and like I did want to share with you my well, goals I want to hear well. them. I know. Um, and I mean, that's part of the reason why I decided to start this podcast with you. Cause like I, I was itching to start a podcast and figure mm-hmm. out how to kind of get into this medium. But it just made sense that out of all of the time I'm not spending with you in my given week for me yeah. to add another thing where I that don't talk stink, to you. It? <laughs> yeah. It didn't make any sense. So that's, yeah. that's why I had the genius idea of actually getting to talk to you. Right. It just happens to be in front of an audience. Yeah. So, but I think my point is like, I don't, I don't want this to come across as like, we want to tell you about the great stuff that we want to do or like our stuff is really important. So you have to hear about it. No, I but just rather like, I actually wouldn't have heard that stuff that you shared last week unless we sat down and did this. That's fair. But then like also like this is part of who we are as people and like there's no way anybody's going to understand the context of anything else that we do or anything else we even really say on the podcast unless we establish like where our foundation is, what our history is, and then also what we're striving for. Because in order to get the most complete picture of any person you really need to know where they come from and where they're trying to go if you if you can answer those two questions you have a very like rough good rough outline of people and then obviously the details are filled in with time spent with them yeah and so i think if any of our listeners actually want to get to know us which i mean is the whole point of even putting this out there in the first place is just like we have to establish one where where we came from but then two where we ultimately desire to end up. Yeah. So I don't view it as a narcissistic thing. I view it as a relationship building thing okay. just with our audience. Yeah. So and, and each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. Then we're on the same page. Cause I don't think that anything that we're going to present is like, well, that's the best idea ever or, you know, anything like that, but it's just genuinely a conversation between the two of us. Right. Hopefully some of it's pretty good, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, yeah, it's more of just a relationship building kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've been married almost nine years. Almost nine years. Yeah. We're coming up quick on that nine year mark. Yep. What? Three more months? Two more months. Yeah. Only two more months. Damn. Yeah. So I need you to be thinking ahead to the 10 year mark 
what profound, exciting I thing you're going to plan two for weeks us. beforehand. No, I won't. I can't handle that. Well, the, the issue, our schedules actually don't even allow for that. Yeah, so I don't mean, do that. The, the issue is that your birthday is the week before Christmas, then it's Christmas, then it's New Year's, then it's our anniversary. And you want me to plan for all of that all at the free insane time. So a man only has so much capacity. But no, actually, it's possible, especially living here in South Africa, because everything closes down in the month of December. Everybody leaves Hauteng. That doesn't mean you leave your expectations at the door. (laughs) No, I don't leave my expectations at the door. I'm just saying, like, you should be a bit more free to plan something oh, nice and extravagant. I hear, because... I hear, I'm hearing you loud and clear. Okay, <laughs> ten year mark put on. on yes, the I've given you one year's notice now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I may not be good at many things, I and really I'm like, that. I'm not really good at celebrating events. Mm. But I think I like take care of you on your birthday and our previous anniversaries. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say like you haven't celebrated or anything, but 10 Usually years is with very mentally, special. It's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, after everything we've come through, like hitting, hitting the decade is nothing to sneeze at. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You'll be 30. Oh, shh. Just How's that feel? Put that all, put that beside you. know, it, it's just funny to think that you're, you're so anti getting 30 and I don't think I could care less. I'm not anti getting 30. Like I think 30 is going to be fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I actually, I can't, I can't process it for you out with words because I, my brain is still working on it. You're a young How I actually feel still. about it. Yeah. Your brain just fully developed. Your frontal cortex is now oh. primed and optimum. Okay. And it's only been that way for a few years. So yeah. you've got, you've got a while left to go. Spunky. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I will be 30 by the time we go on our 10 anyways month, our 10 month extravagant vacation 10 year oh yeah oh we're we going for 10 months oh yeah i don't i don't think i could take 10 months off <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> we'd have to bring the kids with uh, yeah then that's then not any not time off <laughs> no anyways um okay so dreams. Me, yeah tell me about can, your dreams my, my dreams okay but can like can we just get like a 20 second recap of what you shared last yes. week? So like the super short, super version. brief version of what I shared last week is I want to build a content creation hub here in South Africa where I can empower people to find out about how to fully uh, leverage the new digital platform that is content creation and how that can benefit a lot of people's lives and figure out a way to actually get people going. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for rehashing it with us. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the way that I, when I was listening to you, I was seeing that the way that you structure your life goals and your dreams is much different than how I would structure mine. Right. And I think we both already know that I am the more abstract thinker of the two of us. Which is weird because you're the more like task oriented person. And right. so like you're more about checklists, but then your brain operates in this like your hands. <laughs> I know. I'm your sorry. Your mouth needs to be closed. Your hand needs to be far away from the microphone. That's how we <laughs> operate here. I keep hitting the microphone. Apologies. Um, okay. So yes, I am a, a task structured person. Is that how you like ground your thinking? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like if, if your brain's all out in the nebulous space mm-hmm. of fairyland mm-hmm. is how you ground yourself to reality through checklists. Perhaps. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. This is not a diagnosis podcast. So, yeah. Okay. I, I just like, I, I'm the more abstract thinker. So some of my goals are less um, concrete than okay. yours are. Okay. Um, and they're definitely not as focused on... Um, building a business i have no business to build Um, at this point at this point like i one thing that like i've definitely seen in you over the last almost nine years that we've been married is that you i think you could absolutely succeed in building a business i just don't think that we've really been in an opportunity to kind of launch you into one yeah and so that's kind of been the difficulty but you definitely have the ideas the vision and the drive to actually get that accomplished. So I think maybe not right in the season that we're in right, right now, but I could absolutely see you like, even if it is like an NGO or right. like a nonprofit of some kind, I could see you spearheading and pioneering some sort of like business, even if it doesn't make money 
yeah. and like conquering the crap out of that. Oh, well, thank you. That's very encouraging and I appreciate it. Um, okay. But actually we'll get to that in a second because okay. we do work for an NGO right now. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I think that my first dream is that like my, my personness, my personhood, like it just becomes more in line with that of Jesus. <laughs> like I, I feel like if that's all I accomplish in this life is that I become more like him. I'm going to be really happy. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's like, I just want to say that first because it's the foundation of everything else. Sure. And you know, like as you get older, you know, as you approach the ripe age of 30, like you become, I think you need a walker. <laughs> like with how slow you said that sentence, I'm pretty sure your tongue could use a walker too. Stop. <laughs> so, I, I, I know I, I'm, I'm not old, but like as you get not older and children, like in a certain way, they age you. Hey, beyond your like normal. It, I feel like if I were single, Sydney, I would not have aged in the mind the same way. Well, that you I wouldn't have, have lost as much sleep as you have That's because true. the average mother loses over a thousand hours of sleep in the first year of each child. So, <laughs> so you've lost 3000 hours <laughs> at least at this point. Sure. Sure. But like, I'm not, I'm or is not, it 700? I don't know. That number might have been made up just there. It's it's closer to 700, but still, that's very significant. Like two hours a night. That's a lot. It is. And I mean, we all know what lack of sleep does to a person's body. Yes. I, is, there, is there a great Oh, no. Hair? Don't even. I knew you were going to go there. Don't. <laughs> I don't. I have blonde hairs, okay? Okay. Oh, they're and blonde. And they're all growing back because okay. I lose my hair whenever I have a child for okay. a while. Okay. Anyways. So, um, I think that as... Like, I guess as I've grown up, as I've been adulting for a while, like... That's the best millennial phrase. Sure. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting you. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. Continue. <laughs> as I've been adulting for a while, I've... I don't know. I've just become more aware of, like, myself in relation to others and myself in relation to God. And um, I don't know, just, like, understanding more about who he's made me to be. And I feel like my dream is that I can be all of that he's made me to be before I die. <laughs> okay. Um, and which is actually a huge deal because there's so much um, like dishonesty that people tend to have with themselves about who they are and how they feel and what they feel drawn to and all of that. That like um, I d I don't want to I don't want to to pass from this life without having really realized and acted upon um, like the best aspects of me that God has given me okay, um, for the good of my family and, and myself and others. Okay. So that's the foundation. Got dream. It. Okay. So then the secondary dream is that um, I'd really love to see my family in Aspen. Um, Sure, skiing sounds great, but like <laughs> I really want us to be able to do things together and to enjoy it. Yeah. Um and so I don't know what that looks like yet. Um <laughs> I thought I muted that. Thanks for the follow. Yes, thank you. Anyways, uh that's the perfect time to remind everybody okay. if they're listening to the podcast, you mm -hmm. can catch us live with every single episode of Off the Trail on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash U F D I S C I P L E. Uh, in case you're interested whatsoever in watching this live. But anyways, pre-recorded or version, go ahead. Okay. So, like, I really want our family to enjoy doing things together and to, like, love it. To feel like there's something that God has called us to together and to be able to pursue that together. And for, for like, our kids to just be like, I had this great childhood, not because I had the most stuff or I got to eat out all the time or... Um, because my parents were able to put me in all the activities I wanted to do or anything like that, but because like there's something that we were passionate about together mm. and that we pursued together and that like they actually saw um, the benefit of that to the world and the benefit of their gifts being expressed. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Did you have this with your parents? Because like I'm hearing you say that mm -hmm. and it's like, I had good moments with my parents and my siblings, but at the same time, I can't like that doesn't resonate with me just because okay. 
like I don't feel like that was ever the priority in my family's life. Yeah. And so like I'm all for what you just said. And like I 100% agree. But at the same time, there's nothing internally that's just like, yes, I really want that too. It's just like, no, that does sound nice. But it's also not like it was never my experience. And so I, I don't feel like there's this inbuilt thing in me that's like, I want to accomplish something together as a family. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's just be clear. Like, I'm not necessarily saying like we have to start our own NGO or have our own business, although those are all valid options, but I'm just saying like, um, even if we were like, we want to go hike all of the highest peaks in Tang, or, you know, like even like starting small with stuff like that, where we can do things together that all of us enjoy some aspect of it and we can see the benefit of it. Right. Um, and it and it gives us something that we bond over and that we like cohese makes us cohesive. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the question as far as did I have that with my parents? Um in a, I think maybe in a very vague sense that we did. Because like I've seen the like pictures of you growing up. Yeah. And obviously like photos only really give you a snapshot into people's lives like that's the whole point it's like yeah. taking a specific moment in time but it definitely seems like you guys went on more adventures than we did like i did yeah and and a part of yeah. that is because you were an only child yes and like i i was with a working class family that like had three kids all yeah. of like so obviously the financial restrictions that come with having more children is quite higher but then like i don't know like, well, okay. I think like, I don't, this probably won't resonate with everybody, but I think the, the most general sense of what I had with my family was that we lived on a farm together and farm living, I think produces certain, um, cohesive qualities Okay. because, um, it requires a lot of work and, um, there was things that I could help out with that my parents were, gracious and patient enough to have me help out with when we built the barn I helped build the barn when we went out to feed the horses I went out to feed the horses when the horses got out of the fences we all went together and we had to look for them did you ever wrangle any cows did I wrangle any cows no we never had cows so you're not technically a cowgirl no (laughs) not at all shame I thought I knew you (laughs) and in fact I actually deceived me (laughs) I really like didn't like our horses and I was kind of scared of them. Right. So you're still kind of scared of horses to this day. Yeah. Well, they're big and they've got, I mean, they are majestic, intimidating creatures. They are. And and, like, I, I had several run-ins with ours over the years. So they were like, they were things to be respected and feared to some extent. So, but like, I think, um, my parents really allowed me to help with things okay. and to and to learn to do things with them. Um, like they would they would even take me out to the shooting range and they let me shoot and I was allowed to come watch them and all Is that of that. Legal? I don't. I actually have no idea. Like, what's the minimum age of gun bearing in the states? I don't know. Hopefully Obviously, I'm not you're getting not getting them ba- in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're not bearing a gun, but you're. I mean, you're operating a firearm. Yeah. So I know, but surely you're allowed to because, like, when I was in 4-H, like they have like shooting rifle programs. competitions. Yeah, like all, Marka, all kinds of gotta stuff. Gotta love it. All right. <laughs> okay, so I think that in the broadest sense, that is how um, my family and I bonded over this like farm stuff that we had to do because we okay. lived on a farm. So you had tasks that you had to complete together. You yeah. were a vital part of like actually yeah. making that happen. Whereas like with a working class family on my side, not that your parents weren't working class because like they both they worked were. for airline companies. Yeah. And so um, like your dad was an engineer and your mom was a, what did she do? She was like an administrative person at a well-to-do uh aircraft private plane company maker yeah yeah yeah. so like yeah but then when they got home there were like functional things to actually do whereas i think more in my upbringing it was like obviously my parents went out had jobs made money but then when they came home it's like our biggest thing that i could do was the dishes which I would yeah. neglect half the time and then yeah. just be scolded at for not doing it. But it's just like, <laughs> we have a dishwasher. It's going to clean them anyways. Why do I need to really do this job? Obviously, now that I'm an adult and I have kids, it's just like, load the dang dishes, please. Yeah. No, I, I want this you. off my plate. I'm so busy as it is. But like, I think that, um, 
you know, obviously living in the city, like you're not going to have the same tasks that you could do together. But I remember us, okay, this is definitely a farm task, but like we would always go on horseback rides together, like through the countryside. And that was really awesome. My dad would make us go on like miles long bike rides, even when I was a small child. And at the time, sometimes it was annoying, but like I as I was getting older, I realized, no, it's actually like something that's good for our health. It's good to be outside. It's like, we're going on an adventure together. We're not just like hopping in the car and going to get dinner. Like we're, we're preparing for this adventure in order to go get our food and then come back, see if we can make it back before dark. Oh my goodness. There's the neighbor's dog chasing us. (laughs) Got to figure out a plan like that kind of stuff. Is that why you were into cross country afterwards? Like, because you're dead forced you to bike miles and miles to the nearest grocery store no I think I I went to cross country I thought it was like for traveling wow (laughs) that's yeah no you're definitely a farm girl (laughs) yeah and and then when I realized it was running I was like okay I can run and then I was like oh five k's and but thankfully I stuck with it and it ended up being really great but okay yeah anyways yeah okay well I never really kind of thought Like, I think it's clear that our upbringings kind of drive us to different, like, motivations for with, even within our family. Like, I am the more, like, at least now, now that I've actually found something I'm passionate about, I'm more Mm -hmm. the, like, I'm going to accomplish this, like, business-oriented task. And Mm -hmm. you're more like, let's go do things together, which I hate. Like, it's, it's it's hard on me. (laughs) Okay. So I don't, I don't hate the, the attitude or the mindset of like, let's go do things together. Mm -hmm. Cause I enjoy spending time with you and the boys. The, the thing that I like, I don't even know how to describe how I feel it. Like I get claustrophobic being around people. Yeah. And like a lot of what you want to accomplish involves going to busy places. Sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, let's go to the park. And I'm just like. There's hundreds of people there. I don't know how to handle that. And like, I, like I, I'm not terribly socially awkward. It's not that, and it's not anxiety even. Like, are you sure? No. Um, this is not. This is not a diagnosis podcast. So let's not <laughs> let's not start th- slanging words around on me. Okay. I, I just asked <laughs> if you were sure. No, I'm I'm not. But like, I I have this really difficult time wanting to go do the exact things that you think are enthralling for our family life like they hurt me interiorly yeah. not 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 you're you're not hurting me but like the the notion that I'm now going to like engage in and I I don't even like it's I'm not worried about other people judging me but at the same time when I'm there I have this like overwhelming sense of like I need to make sure I'm presentable and my kids are presentable and you're presentable. And anytime it's not presentable, it drives me up a wall and I get like really tight fisted and um, frustrated, probably angry. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know why I'm going into that point, but like I, I definitely love that you want to have, have our family have those experiences but at the same time it's like the exact opposite of what I consider to be a good time yeah I I understand that actually this is a source of tension in our marriage yeah is that like we don't enjoy the same things in a sense like I actually think you could find them enjoyable but all of the um all of the circumstances must be exactly right. I have to prepare myself yeah that's that's the difficulty if I'm not thinking about it ahead of time and like even just convincing myself that everything's going to be okay when it happens. Like then like it's usually Saturday morning. There's nothing on our schedule and I'm just like, great, I can relax today. And then at like 1130, you're just like, I really want to go out and do something. I really want to like go to this place. And I'm just like, do you know how many people are going to be there on a Saturday on their day off? And you're just now telling me like, I I don't even know how to fully digest that in such a short (laughs) amount of time. And even if I do have a heads up, like Saturday, we're going to this event. Yeah. I like, I, unless I'm motivated to just be like, no, it's not going to be that bad. Just shut up just deal with it and like be happy mm. unless I convince myself of that. Like it's really hard for me to have a good time. Yeah. 
obviously there are times where I do get over that. And like, like we, we've experienced that. Like there are times where I'm totally fine Mm -hmm. in certain scenarios like that. But then there's also plenty of times where it's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Well, I think that in my dream for us really enjoying things together as a family, like I said, um, it could be more swung towards your, uh, expertise of things which is like maybe building something together and I'm talking about maybe something physical maybe something business related maybe a podcast I don't know you know like there's something that we build together yeah the the other aspect to it I think is being able to enjoy uh, let me just say creation together like one of my fondest memories actually is like when we went to Zanzibar and I got to watch you and Isaac snorkel together. And he was scared. He was so scared. And he had that big um, life jacket on. And I could see him like he was struggling with having his face in the water. But like he saw stuff on a coral reef in the Indian Ocean because you were willing to hop out of the boat with him and to drag him around looking at the jellyfish and looking at the different colorful fish and eels and all of that. He saw an octopus like... To me, that's amazing. And he got to have that experience with you, like something that's very, um, very special and very unique and something that he's not going to get to do all of the time. And like, I want to create those kind of moments together where like our kids, like us as a family, we're really getting to enjoy the world that God has put us in together. And so, yes, that probably means going outside and getting sweaty and see, like, like I don't, I don't even remember that at all. (laughs) Like what I remember from that vacation uh-huh. was like just relaxing all day. That's because other people cooked for us. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I had no responsibilities, which was really great. Yeah. Um, but like also growing up, my family never really took vacations. Oh, okay. Like I can only remember one. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was in the third grade and we flew down to Florida from New Jersey and we stayed with my aunt and uncle in Tampa. And we mm. got to go to Bush Gardens. Like, that is the only vacation I can remember in my entire history of yeah. my childhood. Wow. Like, the, <laughs> uh, otherwise, like, my parents were working. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yeah. they don't take off. Like, that's, like. Yeah. Like, we did fun stuff together. Like, uh, like I learned how to ride a dirt bike. I had an ATV at one point. Like, I had a three-wheeler. Yeah. And, like, it's not that I didn't ever, like, do things with my family. It's just at the same time, like the notion of going out and enjoying nature with everybody one like i'm a technophile and a geek and a gamer and so like i've spent more hours to be mutually exclusive no it doesn't you're right and i don't want to i don't want to force that stereotype or like perpetuate it good that's that's not what i'm (laughs) i'm aiming for but at the same time the truth is that the reason i gravitated towards those things as things i enjoy is because of my introvertedness my lack of appreciating like beauty in nature or like beauty in art like there there was this time that my uh my my dad and my sister and i we went to the uh salvador dali museum in saint petersburg tampa or florida and like i remember them being so in awe with every single painting and i was just like okay like i get it i get what he did but I don't care. And like, I, I like, I, I can understand the nuances and I can understand the like brushstrokes and the, the artistic metaphors and all that good stuff that goes into creating a work of art. But my appreciation for it is close to zero. Yeah. And so I like, it's not naturally within me to want to go out and seek those things because they usually fl- fall flat for me. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, I saw birds. Cool. Oh. I saw an octopus. I can see that on TV. No, <laughs> that's not the same. It is for me. It literally is. It is the I same emotional you. enjoyment to see it on TV oh. as it is seeing it in person. I like, guess. It's not like it's like face hugging me. And like I get to physically <laughs> feel it on my skin. He tried to eat me. It it like amazing. it's just like oh, I'm seeing it from a distance. Except for I'm cold because I'm in water and I can't breathe because I'm underwater. 
So this is a worse experience <laughs> than being able to sit on my couch and eat a, chocolate with and just watch. a few candy bars and watch 72 Dangerous Animals Australia. Oh my! <laughs> like I just I I can't I can't even begin to understand that perspective. But not that it's not legit. Like I just I oh no have I'm totally fine. We're like that. Yeah. I just. I'm okay with it yeah. at this point. Like I've grown up with myself and learned yeah. to accept me for who I am. Yeah. But it does put us at tension when you're just like, let's go out and appreciate nature. Yeah. And I'm like, I can appreciate nature from behind a window. Thank you. Yes. Well, the challenge here in South Africa is that going alone as a woman with your three young children to go appreciate nature is not really something that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> like hardly anywhere. Um, can I like, especially that's an, a proper park or nature reserve. Yeah. I can't just go and be like, okay, guys, we're going to hike together. Your dad's not here. No big deal. Right. Because there are animals that could attack you. There's people that could attack the people, you. people, really. <laughs> I mean, no, I, you should still be scared of the animals, well, too. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, obviously, when you go into a park in South Africa, you know if it's one of the ones where something can eat you or yeah. if it's one of the ones where nothing's going to bother you. That's so, not true. There's like, the, the one that's just right around the corner, like there was one time Reese and I went there for a video shoot and those freaking wildebeest, like they, like we, we, there were two like young buck right in mm. front of us and it was on our way back to the car after seeing them, like we were, we were filming down a trail and they were coming back to the car and those freaking things like stood on our path and like stared us down for a good 10 minutes and like we're stomping and snorting and like what did you do we just like we just stood there because that's like what well, reese grew up in a farm area and so yeah. he was just like the best thing we can do is to not show any sign of aggression because they're clearly ornery and they're gonna want to kill us if we do anything yeah so we waited 10 minutes they walked off about like 10 15 meters and then they stopped and stared at us again okay. and so like we walked while they were walking away so we were technically closer to them. And so it was another 10 minutes that we had to wait oh. before they got distracted again to walk away. And like, yeah. it took us half an hour of like waiting for those friggin' wildebeest to stop trying to want to kill us. <laughs> and it's not because they're super dangerous animals or right. that they wanted to eat us. It's because they're like virulent, young, hormonal, testosterone-filled bulls that want to just like fight something. Yeah. And that was terrifying. Okay, I hear you. But like legitimately... My my biggest fear going out um, in unpopulated areas is people sure. here because like it that's just a thing like people wait in the bush, in all kinds of yeah. parks in like South Africa. Like there was that when we was it we were in Cape Town the second year or the third year we were here I don't remember. where it was like the day after you guys went up Table Mountain that like four people got murdered. It was the day before. It was the, yeah. Wait, you went up the day after that happened. Yeah, but it was a different trail because Table oh, okay. Mountain's actually huge. Right. And we also went with, we. it was me and a, a woman who was my woman friend, yeah. my lady friend. And then like five guys from Mozambique. Two. Two, okay. But yeah, but like we were like, we can't go unless these guys are willing to go with us because it would just be stupid for us to go up by ourselves. Right. Because that stuff happens and it happens a lot. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, anyway, so um, my point is that... Um, the things that I, that are part of my dream for us as a family, I can't just say, I'm going to go make this happen on my own right. and experience and it And I wouldn't want children. you to. No, I, I understand. So we, we do have to like work together. Well, yeah. And th I mean, that's part of the tension is that you don't want to go by yourself. I don't want you to go by yourself, but the honest, hard truth is one, I don't enjoy it. And then two, not on, on top of it, not like being satisfying to me. It's also stressful for me. Yeah. Like if it wasn't stressful for me, I could be, just be the disinterested person, but I can't even be that. I have to be the person who's strung out. Yeah. I understand. And then I'm like, why did I even want to come on this? Because exactly. I'm yeah. just stressed out anyway. So yeah, it is hard. And I think that like, um, okay. So just to be blunt, like the only way that I will accomplish this portion of this dream is with your intentional sacrificial help. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we can, I mean, we'll be in cahoots about in the future. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole the whole thing that we're doing is trying to strike a balance between the two different spheres that we're kind of in. Yeah. Like, even as a married couple, obviously our lives are completely intertwined. We share the same children. 
We share the same house. We share the same bed. But at the same time, like what you do during your daily day is vastly different than what I'm engaging in. Like I make tech videos on expensive computer products and you work with people at our church in Pretoria West. Yeah. Like those, those hardly could be further from each other. Yeah. And so uh, I think we're, we're in a journey of trying to not only balance out our goals and visions for the future, but at the same time, like our practical day-to-day reality is just like, is also so disparate enough that it requires a lot of sacrifice on both of our parts to come together properly. Yeah. Can I take this brief moment for to have you like just check your phone and make sure that we're not receiving like SOS calls? I do have a watch that vibrates at oh, a notification, okay. just so you know. Okay. I'm not used to such technology, so forgive right. me for yeah. my it's ignorance. It's called a smartwatch. <laughs> it vibrates when I have anything. And there's uh, an Instagram notification. So... Nothing besides that. Great. We're good to go. Okay. So to sum up dream number two, I am really excited about us as a family experiencing things together and especially our children having memories that they can kind of reach back to and feel like I really learned a lot from that. I really enjoyed that time that I spent with my parents. I'm a better person because I did, I interacted in this way with my family. Yeah. Um, so that's dream number two. Yes. Which I mean, I want those things. Mm. Um, I, I think I find myself trying to achieve them in vastly different ways than you do. Yeah. Like the, the memories that I'm having with Isaac, who's our oldest son, like is the video game course he's taking. Yeah. Like walking him through that and then getting to see him actually create something of his own while I can help him with the technical nuances of what's going on. Or like me teaching him about the technical aspects of the job that I do and what video editing is and why it matters how you do this. And with the, oh, that video you're currently watching, oh, that's fake because of these reasons. And here's all of the details behind. And he's like, you can see his eyes light up and he's just like, I didn't know you could do that. Mm. And like those, those are the experiences that I'm having with, with them uh on a more like i feel like i'm accomplishing something with them obviously it's not as uh uh hippie as nature Uh. but i like i I feel like it achieves the same purpose but it does create that disconnect where you're not connecting with them in the same way as well yeah so i guess the challenge is ways because if it is a family dream it should be something that we're all connecting together on yeah and so like isaac sitting and building his thing like i might be excited that he's experiencing a sense of wonder at learning something new but um like I'm gonna be completely bored to tears sitting there watching that right yeah and then out of nature you're also gonna be bored so I don't know we need to think and pray about like what is it that we could all do together yeah that yeah we're still figuring that out yeah very much so um okay so that's dream number two do you have more do you you have a list don't you it's only three long, so. Okay. So okay. it's like a, it's more like a check, uh, no, like what, like a grocery list? No. Uh, um, what's, what's only like three items long? I don't um, know. It's a list. I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So dream number three is just like, um, oh man, I have more than three, but anyway. See, I knew this okay. was going to happen. My goodness. Okay. But so the next big one I think is just, um, more professional okay but it's not completely baked yet so i don't really know exactly what to do with it i'll tell you what i do know though okay okay what i do know is that i really love people and i really like there's this like kind of mantra if you want to call it that that i feel like the lord's been bringing to mind mantra yeah, I know. Okay. That's fine. No, I get it. <laughs> Over the past few years, and that's like um, just this desire to watch the trajectories of life, of the trajectories of a life change. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I get it. Like, the, I want to see the trajectory of people's lives change. Right. Because, like, you know, statistics. For the positive. Yes, for the positive. Because like, you can absolutely drag somebody down. Oh, yeah. Which but is super easy. Of course, I don't want to Barely be in the negative. Um, okay. My point is that, like, as, this, this is not 
special to South Africa. Like people, um, people experiencing trauma, um, living in poverty, all that kind of stuff. Like, like the stuff that really affects your entire life. Right. Is not abuse, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not special for South Africa. However, the numbers are quite staggering. Yeah, and also, um, you know, we work with a not not even work with. We know you and I. We know a vast um, span of people. Sure, like from like very diverse, every color, every language, every economic um, situation here, and we have friends from all of these pockets. Right. And um, like I said, it's not special that people experience poverty here, but um, I do see that in a lot of instances, um, the mindset towards women and the mindset towards children and the mindset towards um, what is actually possible for people to achieve even when they come from really, really bad places um is not very progressive um okay yeah and and it it bothers me it bothers me that people that there that some people um in south africa still think that can i just pause you on the word like progressive okay i i just want to find out what you mean by that because Mm. like that has a whole lot of connotations to it it and like like there there's obviously the stereotype of like the white missionaries coming Mm. to Africa and then just subjugating them to imperialism. Yeah. Which is not, not the type of progressive thinking that I think you're trying to imply. No, I I wouldn't think that that's progressive thinking. I would think that that's like, yes, obviously (laughs) you wouldn't, but I'm just saying that we're, we're in a context where the positions that we're in have been abused for such things before because of the notion of like the, primitive savages versus the uh, i mean let's just yeah, be honest no, about know. the history yes, of missionaries yes. and western culture coming yeah, to yes, african nations it's, it's bad like we've <laughs> our, our ancestors have like really screwed everything up for us as far as like what kind of connotations we have because being progressive as a white american is not necessarily everything that an African even should be. Sure. No. Okay. So progressive. So I just want to get your definition on that before we, I think what I really mean is healthy. Okay. The mindsets towards women. um, Can can, can you just, I I want more nuance, not like just another word. I'm getting there. But if you keep interrupting me, I'm doing my best. All right. I'm just trying to to get. Uh, Okay. Mindsets towards women are, are, are still developing towards becoming healthy and mindsets towards children is still developing towards becoming healthy. So for instance, like towards women, um, rape culture is alive, alive and, and and, and thriving, thriving. Unfortunately. Yes. And, um, that's stinks. Right. (laughs) It's, it's terrible. And even for kids, um, you know, view, sometimes they can be viewed as a pain they can be viewed as a means towards getting a check from the government. They can be viewed as, um, you know, tools for manipulating relationships and sure. uh, like things that are not healthy for children. And like I said, this is not special to any place in the world. Um, but I think because we live in a situation where we are um, watching people personally walk through some of this stuff, like it, it really burdens my heart. And, um, like, I think my dream is that in some way, uh, God is going to, um, give me the ability, not the ability, but like help me to harness the skills that I need in order to, help people see the trajectory of their lives change. Right. Um, because the, this kind of stuff, these negative experiences, traumatic experiences that people go through, like they do happen. Um, but they're cyclical a lot of times and we can be a part of seeing those cycles come to an end in a family. Um, and even for those who have been through them already watching, 
you know, there's statistics associated with all of these kind of experiences and they're not good. <laughs> um, but seeing people rise out of those really adverse life experiences and being able to succeed in whatever they feel like God has called them to yeah. and having the power to do what God has called them to as well. Right. I, I just kind of want to go back to that progressive thinking that you were talking about okay. and I'm not, not, no, I'm not trying to like harp on that, but like, I, I just want to give more context to that. Cause like not, not only is the abuse towards women and children still very prevalent here, mm. it's also the treating of trauma victims by other trauma victims here that, that is also not very like progressive. It's not very healthy as far as, um, giving people the freedom and the viability to actually seek out help when they have been abused and when they have endured hardship. Because I mean, the argument that we've heard from friends of ours is just like, I went through that. So they shouldn't have a problem with it either. I was raped. Why is she not coping with it? She's just weak or angry or a devil child. Like, like there's this notion that, for some people, obviously this is like, we're not trying to state this is everybody, but for some people, the idea that abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic abuse, emotional abuse, that is a way of life. Yeah. You're going to experience that. So suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Because like, that's just what we have to deal with in our lives, which on the one hand, like, It's true because as you mentioned, it's cyclical. They have to endure this. And like anybody who doesn't have a tremendous amount of courage can hardly go on after events like that happen. And then we know all of these people who can have functional lives after this occurs. But then to hear that like, no, you're supposed to not even recognize the damage that it's done to you as a person. Yeah. That's like really heartbreaking. Yeah. And like, obviously, like, I, I I would say that's the progressive thing that I would really want to see is just the mindset that victims are actually victims. Yeah. And that, yeah, you're a victim too. Like, mm. like you, you should have sympathy in this instance. You don't because you've been hardened because of your life. Yeah. But I would love to find a way to um, make it so that everybody feels free with pursuing the help that they need in their own lives. Yeah, I agree that um, part of accomplishing this includes uh, resourcing people not only with the actual resources that they need, maybe professional help or or counseling or whatever, um, but like people actually feeling and understanding the need that like if a child experiences these things, it would be good for them to seek help. Not if a child has experienced these things, then um, then they should just get over it. Like I, I personally know of children who have been literally almost starved to death, um, not taken care of when they were sick to the point of almost dying, being left by parents with strangers for long periods of time who didn't take care of them. And then when they you know, go to live with family members, those family members are like, this, this kid's so bad. Why does this Why are kid they such misbehave? A like, yeah. Yes. And um, then when you mention counseling, then they feel like they shouldn't need that. Um, and then all the, all the while, like hearing this child's story um, and, and also corroborating it with the parents, you know, like, or, or whoever's taking care of them to see like, oh no, they did actually go through this. Um, they're not just like making it up or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, like I, I do want people to be able to know that like getting um, getting professional help, um, whatever that may look like, because there's so many different avenues, is a good thing. Right. It's helpful and it's healing and it's empowering as well. Um, so yeah, so I don't, as far as like putting that dream uh, in a succinct way, I don't really know how. I think it's still something that's progressing and that I, I haven't fully realized yet. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the idea is that we want to see people's lives 
be changed to a positive trajectory yeah instead of one that's like that that continues in the same cyclical abuse cycles that mm-hmm. people find themselves in because yeah. like, it, the, the honest truth is when i'm not doing the tech channel like we're interacting with people who who have suffered these things like that's what we what we're here yeah what that's what we're doing with our church is not we're not here doing some like rescue mission we're here trying to like do good for people in a church. Yeah. Through the function of the local church. Right. Yeah. And and I don't even think it needs to also be limited to people who have experienced um, like abuse of any form. Right. But also like um, people who really don't have a whole lot of economic opportunities, having economic opportunities, like, um, you know, women who will think that my options are cleaning or watching somebody's kids. Um, but then seeing, oh my gosh, did you see that you just sewed that bag? That is incredible. Yeah. Like you you can actually sell that. Did you know that you could actually sell this? Yeah. That there is a huge market for something that, yeah. that that's this well done right. with this type of pattern. Or maybe not even just crafts, but being able to go through matric um, and university so that you can teach if you want to be a teacher yeah. or you can be an administrative assistant or a personal assistant or the CEO of a company if you want to. Um, like there's there's all of these opportunities, but access to them are, are very limited and the education system here is um, struggling. If we, at best, that's, that's at an best, easy way to struggling. put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so just, I think really people being able to realize their dreams um, like at their deepest core, if they were able to do the things that they feel like God has made them to do that they really want to do, what can we do possibly to help make that possible? Like South Africa, every nation would be such a beautiful place if people were able to pursue the things that were their deepest passions, were the things that they really felt made alive by. Right. Yeah. So that's dream number three. Okay. Dream number four is like, I need to be bilingual. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you have a language or is it just like, uh, you just want any language? And right now it's like one that you can speak in South Africa, but if we happen to leave, you'll find a new one. No, I actually think, okay, uh, that was, that was too quick. I don't want to be bilingual. I want to be able to acquire language easily. Uh, okay. And so like, I actually think I do. Okay. But um, like, I'm going to continue pursuing Zulu and can, can you just give us like a sentence four. in Zulu? <laughs> um, just say I speak Zulu and my husband doesn't. Uh, I don't even know if I can say that. Gikuluma is Zulu. Kodwa umyeniwami. Aga kulumi is Zulu. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not proficient enough to fact check you on that. Standard. Yeah, no, most of it's right. The last word might be wrong, but no, I mean you do <laughs> you definitely do have a proficiency for picking up language. I think it's just the amount of time you can actually dedicate to it. Yeah, and then also the situation that we're we're finding ourselves in is just like n- not a whole lot of people speak the same language. Yeah, like there's so many different variants of tongues here that it's just like. English is really the yeah. simplest way to communicate. And especially in Hauteng, like there's such a... Um, diverse group of people. Yeah, it's diverse. But then like there's like s- street Hauteng, <laughs> uh, okay. which is like, you know, everything kind of mixed together even more. And like that would be very hard for me. Can you speak speak that at all? No, no, just no. Like, no, I'm, it's not like... Like you're just learning pure Zulu. No, yeah, it's it's like old school like Zulu. And so, like, for me to interact with people who, like, are a Sutu person who's, like, acquired Zulu um, and, you know, everything's not proper, proper or whatever, um, would be, I wouldn't understand anything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, th- that's that's good. Do you have dream number five quickly before we round out the podcast? No, I don't think that that's really it. <laughs> okay. So, can you just recap one, two, three, and four for us? Okay. Yeah. Um, number one is I want to be more like Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Number two is I want to be able to find things that we pursue together as a family and that all of us mutually enjoy and share together. Okay. Number three is that however this is going to happen, um, God is going to enable me to 
be part of seeing the trajectory of lives change. Okay. And number four is that I want to be a language um, extraordinaire. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to entitle this podcast Dream of a YouTuber's Wife since the last podcast I entitled Dream of a YouTuber. Oh, Dreams okay. Dreams of a YouTuber. So. Perfect. Yeah. So I think, I think that's going to round that out for us. Uh, any idea what we're going to be chatting about next week or is it going to be... I think that one's going to have to be well, saved for the future. Okay, we're going to have to ferment that throughout the week and hopefully yeah. come up with a solid plan for next Saturday as That'll we record this. All right, well, thank you for everybody who tuned in to listen to episode number four of Off the Trail where my wife and I just discuss everything from being family people to living in South Africa to running a YouTube channel to being the wife of somebody who runs a YouTube channel mm. and has no idea what her husband does on said YouTube channel. That's not true. You, okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, just thank you guys so much for, for listening. If you want to check us out, we are on every major podcast platform, including iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. If you guys want to listen to us on your favorite preferred platform, you can do so there. Just search for Off the Trail. And if you want to leave us a rating, it definitely helps the uh, algorithm robots to recommend us to more people. And then also, if you want to catch us live, twitch.tv forward slash UF Disciple every Saturday night, hopefully. Today was Sunday night, but that's neither here nor there. You can catch us live there. Give us a follow on there. And I think that is all I have for this podcast. Anything you want to close out with? Nope. That's great. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.